Hi, and welcome to episode 31 of Tennis Volley Talk with Brian Danielson. Hey, uh, this week I was going to have an in-house guest uh, coming in and talking to me about his tennis career and stuff and how it started uh, in tennis. Uh, but however, uh, he ended up uh, getting and feeling a little under the weather. So uh, I'm going to just get uh, out and what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about uh, the one tournament that just happened last week, uh, Cincinnati tournament. This week they are in Winston-Salem, uh, Winston, Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, and then also uh, Cleveland. Uh, for a tennis uh, tournament, uh, but this is all in preparation of uh, the tournament right before uh, the U.S. Open starts. However, the Cincinnati tournament uh, ended up being one of the one of a breakout tournament in the women's side by Coco Goff and beating uh, Vondarova, uh, and she beat her in two sets. Uh, but uh, that was a breakout. Uh, she, that was a win of, of a, a 1,000 event uh, for Coco Goff, and she played very good. She's actually, uh, at this particular time, kind of after her Wimbledon first little round loss, she then decided to go out there. And then what she ended up doing is getting going out and getting um, Brad Gilbert, uh, one of the he used to work with Andre Agassi and got Andre where he was and winning uh, majors uh, back in the day too. And uh, it has improved her game. She's uh, hitting the ball better, hitting the ball stronger and has a never uh, give up uh, attitude. And also that she ended up beating Iga Zventek, uh, the number one in the world uh, women uh, in this tournament on her way to the final. Uh, so she did play really well. And uh, the, in the men's final, uh, I have to tell you that it was between the number one, Carlos Alcaraz, and number two, Novak Djokovic. Uh, however, uh, this particular final went uh, like three hours and 49 minutes for just three sets because all they were doing is pounding the ball, and it was hot and humid there. Uh, Novak lost the first set 6-3, I believe it was, um, and um, but he uh, almost seemed like he was getting heat stroke at the end of the first set, so uh, he kind of regrouped a little bit, and then the next two sets were tiebreakers, uh, but the only thing is, is that this, these three sets and uh, the way they were hitting the ball so good uh, and pounding the ball and Alcaraz getting shots that you wouldn't think he would get to and Novak hitting volleys like you wouldn't think that he would be able to get when Alcaraz hit a shot back to him. Uh, you just didn't didn't think that either one of them were going to get their shots back and they yet they did, uh, you know, with volleys and ground strokes and overheads and being able to hit shots uh, out from out of nowhere, uh, you know, and being able to do that. It was just some amazing tennis in itself uh, with watching that particular match between the two of those uh, those guys, which might 
actually end up being kind of a precursor to the final of the U.S. Open. But you never know. There's still a lot of good players in the U.S. Open that still might get an upset uh, win or something like that. Uh, but also, I do want to say for you uh, YouTubers, uh, just be sure and uh, subscribe to my channel um, and like and make a comment for whatever you want to have a comment on, what you would like me to be covering, what you want me to cover. Uh, just be sure and, and uh, look at that. Uh, subscribe. And for you uh, podcasters, though, I'm going to have Racket of the Day coming up here pretty soon. So if you want to take a look at what I'm talking about with Racket of the Day, you can certainly go to my YouTube channel, check it out, subscribe, like, comment. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you want to hear. I want to know uh, what you might want me to cover uh, any uh, particular uh, podcast that I'm, I have coming up. Or, you know, do you like the phone interviews that I do? With, uh, with the people that I've done uh, and uh, or the in-house guests that I've had. Uh, just let me know because I just need to find, you know, uh, what you might like, you know, what I'm doing and, and taking it from there. But anyway, um, with that uh, said, the Cincinnati final, uh, like I said, was only three sets. And, but... It was the most amazing final that I've I've seen. It, it really actually rivaled uh, the Nadal, uh, Novak, Djokovic uh, Australian final that lasted almost six hours. Uh, and then it also rivaled, it wasn't as long, but it also rivaled the Nadal, uh, Rafa Nadal, and then the Roger Federer uh, 2008 Wimbledon final. Uh, that can group that in there, even though it was only three sets. Um, that it was, uh, it was still an amazing three sets as it was, uh, but it was so hot and humid. Usually, within a uh, three set match, uh, you're only allowed one uh, break to go to the bathroom or whatever it might be. Uh, and in a three, uh, five set match, you can go twice. However, at the end of the First set, Djokovic, uh, at the end of the second set, Djokovic left the court. But the one rule is, is that uh, if your equipment, you can't play with your equipment, meaning your clothes and they're too wet and it's a hindrance to you, you can go change your clothes. So that's how come he went and uh, was off the court in the middle at the, at the end of the second set. So uh, that was an interesting little rule that they do have if it is uh, way too hot uh, for uh, getting out there and uh, and uh, then doing doing that. Uh, so with that, uh, it's um, just like I said, and also with the U.S. Open coming up, uh, and then the tennis that's going on this weekend, which is the last tournament before before the U.S. Open starts. So uh, there's going to be some wonderful tennis being played at the National Tennis Center uh, at the U.S. Open uh, this year. So uh, with that, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be wonderful. I think uh, another great year. And uh, I, you know, who do you think might win? I don't know. I'm I would like to pull 
uh, for Novak, if anybody. Uh, but then Alcaraz, he's going to be the most toughest competitor there. Uh, and then going through people too, but there's always, uh, there's always such uh, good competition. There's always the, the guys that have been in uh, the business and playing for so long, like Richard Gasquet, that has the most beautiful one-handed uh, backhand that I always loved. And I would love to just try to be able to hit a backhand one-hander like that. Uh, never did have a two-hander, but I always liked the one-hander. So I'm getting there uh, and uh, finally getting kind of a, a little bit of my game back uh, with with things. Uh, I did uh, a couple of weeks ago play my friend uh, Rob Small that you saw on uh, the podcast a few episodes back, and uh, I held my own against him. Uh, I couldn't wake up the first set, and he beat me 6-1. <laughs> And But then the next uh, two sets were fairly good, and I held my own. Uh, if it weren't for a couple little little mistakes on my part, uh, it was 6-4, six, 6-3, six, uh, and he won. But uh, both of those sets could have gone either way. Really, if I could have done a little bit something different or hit a little bit different of a shot uh, or got the ball over or the backhand over better, uh, then, you know, I probably could have won one of those sets. It could have, then would have, it would have went uh, three sets. So uh, it still did go three sets, but it was still a fun, very fun uh, match to play against him. And I, I know I can hold my own, own against him. Uh, I'm getting it, getting it uh, that kind of a, a game back a little bit uh, right now. So with that, uh, you know, it, it was just a fun, fun match to be able to play. And uh, but anyway, let me know your your comments. Like I said, uh, you YouTubers, be sure and go to my YouTube channel and subscribe and like and comment. Uh, let me know what you might want me to talk about. Uh, and uh, then you uh, podcasters, if uh, like I said, racket of the day is going to be coming up. Uh, so if you want to go see what I'm talking about on my YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Doc. Uh, be sure and do that and subscribe and like also or subscribe and like uh, of the podcast if you like that. And let me know what you might want uh, me to talk about, you know, with the podcast or whatever it might be. So uh, let me know one way or the other. Uh, I would like to know uh, what I can do to make it better for you and the enjoyment of it all. Uh, hopefully I will be doing some more over the phone interviews with some places and getting some other people to talk to and uh, let you know where I was in my tennis career at the time and uh, in doing all of that. Uh, but with that right now, I do want to uh, show you here uh, what we have is called the racket of the day. It's called the super driver racket. And uh, this racket is actually... Uh, a Broadway Tennis Racket Manufacturing Company Incorporated out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Now, this racket's probably uh, was probably made in the mid twenties to mid thirties or late thirties uh, by by this particular racket company. Long time gone now, uh, but was probably one of the companies that uh, built that was built in the time in that time uh, and was a popular industry 
uh, built like that. But Pawtucket, Rhode Island, uh, in itself, uh, was known for the birthplace of the American uh, industrial uh, uh, population. Uh, in the 1920s, uh, uh, Pawtucket uh, was a prosperous mill town and was part of Massachusetts at, and was transferred to Rhode Island and reincorporated in uh, 1862. Uh, but that's that's kind of a little history of Pawtucket. Uh, one of the most uh, and known for being uh, the you know uh, the birthplace of the American uh, in uh, industrial uh, uh, revolution is what it was really kind of known for. Uh, with that. But then again, also with this too, as I can kind of closely see, a very good racket though, very nice, uh, still in good shape and uh, for the racket of this age. Uh, it looks like it's still, these are some kind of a, could be a cat gut or cow gut on it. Uh, you know, of course, then they have the, the, the little strings here, they have the knots and the smoothness on one side or knots on the other. So that way you could say smooth or knots when you spin the racket to see who wins this wins the spin of the serve uh, that way. But uh, that's the racket right here. So uh, very nice racket. And like I said, you YouTubers, uh, you're seeing it right now. Uh, very good racket. Very nice. Uh, then also you podcasters, like I said, if you want to see the racket that I'm talking about, uh, go to my YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Talk, and then uh, just be sure and, uh, you know, comment, like, and both of you YouTubers and podcasters, comment, like, subscribe, uh, get as many people as you know that likes tennis or likes any history of tennis and likes uh, uh, seeing the rackets that I have uh, here right now uh, for you. So, uh, yeah, if you can uh, get back to me and let me know uh, one way or the other with the comments, uh, I'm always open to that, to, to have you come in and, and let me know and give me a comment on what you like of the podcast and everything and uh, of that nature. But uh, hopefully next week I will get uh, an in-house guest and see what happens. And hopefully uh, he will uh, he will be uh, uh, feeling better uh, that day and then it should be a pretty good interview with him. Uh, so anyway, I do thank you now, uh, everybody. Still, it's nice out uh, most of the most of the time. Sun out there. Uh, so this week, everybody have a good week uh, playing, uh, and um, have a good week uh, on the courts. Get out there, keep playing, keep having fun, keep winning. Uh, or if you lose, you know, just uh, try your best to win the next time. So everybody have a good, uh, good week and uh, thank you very much and have a good, uh, have a good week. Thank you.